what can you expect from this pure heart segment first i'll be unpacking how god revealed to me my heart condition and how i went from being entitled to recognizing that i'm actually blessed once i began to understand this truth not only did god transform my perspective but he also threw in a little bonus at the end and blessed me beyond measures more than i could ever thought ask or dreamt of the process was very challenging but the end reward was worth it hope it blesses you and reminds you to always be grateful with the small things then god will always open doors to bless you with the big things god's best is always worth the wait i really want to share how my heart condition became such a big thing for me it's you know i've been on my christian journey for some time about seven years going on to eight years actually next year and um my heart condition has come up many times in in church like our heart condition as a christian has come up many many times in church many many times in the words and i've heard it and I've always, it's always been something that I desire to have, but I've never actually been fully, when I say fully, spiritually, deeply challenged about it until last year. Last year, 2019, spring, that's when God really challenged me about it. And it was a huge, 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 huge wake up call. Huge. Um... It was an interesting journey. It was an interesting journey. And I've been on this phase of my journey for about a year and a half now. I wanted to tell you a little testimony slash story about my heart condition. (laughs) And when God really started to pull me up about it. I remember when I first got my temporary accommodation back in... 2014 December so I lived in a private property before and the landlord asked me to well the landlord asked for his property back he wanted to sell his property and so uh, I got noticed and I had to move out I was living with my daughter at the time she was about seven or eight it was a three-bedroom property very lovely property two ensuite bathroom two ensuite showers and the um, main bathroom three bedrooms so two bedrooms had ensuite and then we had an, a bathroom as well my daughter used that bathroom and a nice open plan you know had a back garden and off street parking all that wasn't driving at the time so the off street parking didn't necessarily benefit me but it was a nice place anyway landlord wanted to sell and so i had to move out and i've been on the the um the social housing list for maybe about two or three years prior to that so i've gone to the council said to them this was happened this is a letter i've got from a landlord i have to move out and so the council they put me in a um a bed and breakfast for about six weeks they moved me to a far place like all the way i live in croydon and they moved me 
to Lewisham. For me, it was kind of far because my daughter was going to school in Croydon. So having to get up from Croydon, not being a driver, get on the train and the bus and all of that, pay all this extra money for, for train to get to school early in the morning and then do the long journey on the bus back home to be, to have a cheaper fare rather than pay for train again for both of us was stressful. But anyway, I had to do what I had to do. But God being so good, I was only in that property for about six weeks. And I remember the court, the council called me, Croydon council called me and they told me that you know, they've got a temporary accommodation for me. So it's like semi, it's a long-term temporary accommodation. So I was like, okay, cool. They're like, yep, yeah, you're going to be there for about six or 12 months and then you'll be out. So I remember I went to this place and it was a brand new um, one-bedroom apartment. It was beautiful. And guess what? It had all the appliances I needed. And guess what? They were mine to keep. So I was just like, wow, how do I even get a property with appliances? And not just appliances, like it was furnished. Like, have you ever heard of social housing that gives anyone a brand new property with a bed, a brand new bed? A mattress protector. They even went to the to the point of putting a mattress protector in there on for the bed. Brand new leather sofa bed, a brand new cooker, and a brand new fridge. And these were mine to keep. Like not only did I just put this in the apartment, but this was mine to keep. So when I move, I can take it. It's actually they said it was a gift. I was like a gift. Wow, that was that was a blessing. You know, and. This wasn't like any private, private temporary accommodation where I'm in another private property where the council is now responsible for me to put in a new place. Like this was a council owned property, which meant that the chances of getting a permanent place was even higher than most people that was in similar situation like me in the same borough. And I was so grateful. I was overwhelmed with God's goodness towards me. I know a lot of people that have been waiting for only, I know a lot of people that have not been waiting for only six weeks and I've been placed in such a good position. You know what? I just, I just couldn't believe it. I was really, really, really grateful, you know, in regards to the rent being cheap. It's a brand new property. It's furnished with brand new items for me to keep, to take. I was like wow so for me that was amazing it was so good that I just couldn't couldn't ask for anything better but then time sets in so six months lapsed 12 months lapsed two years passes by and but now I was beginning to get a little bit tired of waiting. I was like, okay, you guys said six or 12 months. Now I'm in my second year. Like coming up to the end of my second year, like what's going on? So I called the housing, you know, going into my third year. I called the housing, I emailed them. I spoke to my local counselor for my area. I wrote to my MP. I did everything in my power that I could do 
to get them to speed up my case. But with no avail, I just continued to wait. And I was just like, three years passes by now. And I was actually becoming a bit bitter. I'm not even going to lie. I was becoming real bitter. I was still paying over £100 per month for three years for, for storage. And I could see people around me moving out and others moving in. And I was just, I was just confused. I was wondering, why, Lord? Why have you taken me from my three-bedroom private accommodation to be stuck in this one-bedroom small flat with my daughter, sharing a bed for so many years? Don't you want me to live a good life too? Don't you want me to be happy? Don't you want me to meet someone, get married, to have an intimate relationship with my husband? Like, what is this? you know what I mean I'm just like so I've gone from being grateful with this nice brand new property furnished with everything brand new for me to keep to becoming bitter because time lapsed just because time lapsed so now I didn't see my place as a blessing anymore but I saw it more like a curse like well you taking me from this bigger property put me in this small little small flat blah 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 so I saw it not to be a blessing anymore but to be a curse and when I think back on it I was being just like the children of Israel they cried out to God for help and for deliverance for so many years and when deliverance came their way it was a blessing mm -hmm. until time sets in time sets in and then they began to grumble and complain. They even asked to go back to where they came from. To go back to Egypt where they could eat cucumber. And even said, they even said to God, like, at least we got proper food to eat. And even asked God if they want, if he wanted them to starve out there in the desert. Wow. The lack of gratitude. The lack of gratitude. I reckon lack of gratitude is one of the biggest downfall of us human beings. When we choose not to recognize God's blessing, yeah? But believe that God owes us something or that we are entitled to something that shows that we think we know better. So we become bitter, prideful, and very ungrateful. This was a lesson God is going to teach me <laughs> throughout the next two years oh my gosh listen as I began to enter my fourth year of being there I just came to the end of myself I just knew I had no power to do anything I just knew God had to step in sooner or else I'm done for I can't do this anymore man this is what I'm thinking. I can't do this anymore. I can't see myself moving out. I, I'd actually lost hope. Like I can't see myself getting somewhere to live. I just lost hope. So me coming to the end of myself, I just, I just didn't know what else to do. I just gave up in my mind. I just gave up physically. I just, I just didn't want to hear about it anymore. I didn't want to think about it. I just thought, yep, God's forgotten about me. Yep, God's blessing everybody else and he ain't blessing me. Yep, you know, 
I don't know what else to do. I've done all I've can. I've I've served in the church. I've given my all. I've served in the community. I've served my neighbors, my friends. You know, I'm just like, what do somebody have to do to get a blessing? You know, what do you have to do to get a blessing? And this was me in my infant stage, really thinking like, what do you want from me? Like, what else do I do? I do my best to obey your word. I do my best to walk upright and righteous. I do my best to serve, to give, to share. Like, God, what else? What else do you want me to do? You know? And one morning, one great and faithful morning, during my devotion, this was in 2019, March, last year, March. The Lord just suddenly opened my eyes and I just began to see things so much differently. God started to show me all my blessings. He began to show me how fortunate I was to have a roof over my head. How blessed I was to be in a country that provides home for people without them having to do anything to earn it. That is a blessing, he said. I was like, wow. How can I be so naive to what's right in front of me? I once again became so overwhelmed. I just couldn't keep it together anymore. And for weeks, weeks upon weeks, I just kept thanking God for all my blessings. I was so grateful I didn't see that this situation for me was a blessing you know and for me it's like I looked at my circumstances and I was just like wow I've got somewhere to sleep wow if I was back home in Jamaica I would have never got given anywhere because I've got a child are you mad these things don't happen what country do you know that does that very rare I don't even know if America does that. I don't even know if... I think Canada does that, I think. And I think America may do it in some circumstances. I don't know. But all I know in the United Kingdom, this is a blessing. It's a blessing to be in the United Kingdom. It's a blessing to be given somewhere to live and not be on the street with your child. People have to be on the street with their children in other countries. It's a blessing to not having to give up my body to a man for him to, to pay my way for me to be able to live. It's a blessing. And I never once saw it like that. I saw it like I was entitled. I saw it like this is my entitlement. This is what I'm meant to have. And why is other people having it and I'm not having it too? Why am I serving you and I'm not having it too? Why are people not even faithful to you God? And why are they getting it and I'm not getting it? That's the kind of attitude I had. That's the kind of posture my heart was in. And I really had to, well, God really had to check me because girl, child, men, female, you know, female, whoever that's listening, I was not checking myself. I really wasn't checking myself. I was so caught up in my own zone, doing my own thing. I was not caught, um, checking myself, you know, but irrespective of that, like God knew my needs. I knew my needs, God knew my needs, but I also knew my blessings too. That's the difference, you know? 
you can recognize your needs, but it's a ble- it's it's even more. What's the word? It's it's even more. Um, can't find the right word, but it is such a good thing to be able to recognize your blessings. It's one thing to recognize your needs, but when you can recognize your blessings, trust me, that's a good thing. And that's it. Like you can always know your needs, but never lose sight of your blessings too. God had to show me that. So throughout the fourth year, I came to a place where I didn't even care anymore. I didn't even care if I got a place or not. Like literally, I actually felt bad for my daughter because she really wanted her own room. But I was content. I was content, like literally. You know, I began to become so content with having nothing or anyone else or anything else but Jesus. I was okay with that. God brought me to a place where I was okay not having anything but knowing that I have Jesus. That's the place that God brought me to. And that's when God really started to peel away the layers of my heart and really started to show me places and areas of my heart that needed needed transformation, that really needed that. And I had to be transparent to him about it. I literally had to. I didn't need to recognize my, my shortcomings. I needed to recognize my faults. I needed to recognize where I needed help. I needed a savior. I needed to recognize that. Because I walked around feeling, and, and before that, when I was feeling like I was entitled to this thing, Trust me, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. Because on paper, you could say, well, you've got a child, you live in this country, you got your, you're a British citizen, you've got a child, you're in a homeless situation where you got kicked out, of, you got, well, yeah, kicked out of the property because the landlord wanted to sell, you're entitled to a property. You know, on paper, that's how it was. So I walked around with that mindset that, yep, I'm entitled to somewhere, yep, I'm entitled to somewhere. And that began to become my identity. And I lost sight of my real identity, which was in Christ. So when God brought me back to my real identity, let me recognize that, look, you are not entitled to anything. You are, you are blessed. That's what you are. And I realized that how blessed I was. I was fully content and okay with just having Jesus. I was good. All I wanted to do was to live for him and serve others, like literally. I didn't need things anymore. I didn't need a house or to store more things anymore. I didn't need a house to get comfortable. I forget that God had called me to go on missions and serve others and share his good news. I didn't need that. What would I do with a house anyway if I'm on a mission? If I'm on a mission, how can I live abroad on the missions, God, on mission trips, and live in a house here in the UK at the same time. Of course not. It's not possible. So I got to th- I started to think that actually, where does my priority lie? Does it lie in me trying to get a house, trying to be chill, trying to be put my feet up, trying to get the husband, trying to get the kids, you know, trying to go to work and just like that's where my life begins and ends. But God has called me for more. You know, God God has called me for more. He has a call me to to set up treasures on earth. But he called me to build treasures in heaven he said don't store up on earth where moth and rust and mold can consume your things but store your stuff in heaven store your treasures in heaven where it will last forever that's a deep scripture 
that's no joke. You understand me? So I just got to a point where God just took me to a point that so where the house didn't matter anymore. I just wanted to live for Christ and live a sacrificial life and live in the light of heaven as my home and not earth as my home. I strongly remembered one morning I was praying about if it's your will, Lord, I would really actually want to give my daughter a really decent home. I'll be honest, you know, I would have really want, I really wanted to, to do that for my daughter. So she can just relax and be in her own space, you know, just somewhere nice and cozy. It doesn't have to be nowhere big and at large and, you know, over the top and, you know, just somewhere that's cozy where she can have her own room. She can focus on her studies and she can feel relaxed. And I remember God saying to me out loud in my spirit. I remember this term coming to me in my spirit, hope deferred. And I was thinking, what does that actually mean, hope deferred? And so I was thinking, okay, what does the Bible say about hope deferred? So obviously, I went searching. And I remember I found this statement in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desires, when desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. I thought, hmm, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yeah, I can remember my heart was kind of sick and, you know, kind of hard to wait sometimes but when a when a desire is fulfilled it's a tree of life it means that it never dies uh, mm, interesting then i went to search for the faith well then i went to search for faith is a things is a substance of things hoped for because that's a very popular scripture that i know of anyway and i thought okay cool Faith is the things that's hoped for. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then I was comforted. I was assured that even though this hope is deferred, or even though this deferred hope has in the past made my heart sick, I knew when such desire is fulfilled, it will be a tree of life. I knew that faith is the evidence of things not seen. And I trusted a God that calls things that are not as though they are. That's who my father is. That's my God. And I am his daughter. And I've been given all the power in my tongue. And I shall eat the fruit of it. So I declared what God told me and I believed his word that he will do it in the right time and it will be worth the wait. Yeah, it will be worth the wait. So as time progressed, I came to the beginning of my fifth year of being in this property. Remember, I got told 6 to 12 months. <laughs> I'm here five years now. Okay, cool. This is what's going to happen. That's all right. And I just began to just speak God just began to speak to me through others and about me moving. Like he just, you know, got people to just come and give me these words of prophecy about me moving. And I could just feel it in my spirit that this year was the year. 
before they, they even came to me funny enough because when the year came 2020 2020 yeah my fifth year i knew because god already gave me these words of encouragement about hope before but a desire fulfilled is the tree of life and i hold on to those words i believe that my father is a god that called things that aren't as though they were and i just stood on that and just kept going and i kept feeding on his word and kept you know allowing him to transform my heart and just allow him to just do so much in my life like i got other testimonies and other stories but i'm just sticking to this one but you know it's really transforming me from all angles you know i've gone through a few little tests and tries throughout that year and there was times i started to feel really discouraged but i just kept my eyes on jesus who is the author and the finisher of my faith i just kept going kept pressing kept running you know running for the mark but listen i just knew that this it just i just knew that this year was the year that god was going to bless me with a place where I could stop paying for storage. This is my fifth year of paying for storage. A hundred pounds, hundred plus pounds every month for five years. You do the maths. How many thousands of pounds is that? I was like, ah, you know. And anyway, um, yeah, I just knew. So when my brother, one of my brothers in Christ, and one of my sister in Christ, at different times, both came to me. With what God had told them about me moving, it was just a confirmation to me because I knew this was true. I knew it because I, God already laid this in my spirit from before, and God being so good to me, He really wanted to comfort me with these prophecies, and I was grateful for this because when they came to me with it, it's like it was a confirmation, but it's also comforting because it's like. Wow, God, you've told me this. I believe your word and you know my faith is in you. You know, it may not be as big as a, as, a, as a mustard tree, but I know it's at least as small as a mustard seed. But, you know, I believe. But just the fact that you've gone out of your way to, like, get people to come and, and confirm this to me is so, just to comfort me, it was so comforting. I, I was so grateful for that. So, so grateful for that. You know? And I, prior to, to this January, like the year before 2019, like I prayed a prayer for in that year and I said, Lord, you know, I just like, I asked God, if there could just be someone, anyone from the council, who would just call me just to find out my own individual circumstances? It's like, just to understand my own individual circumstances. Because I'm not going to lie, like, I just think that, wow, these people have forgotten me, you know? These people have actually forgotten about me for true. So you have to understand that. This was a need in my life. And even though I chose to keep my eyes on Jesus and I chose to ignore this need, it was also a need for my daughter as well. It was important that I was able to make, you know, give her a good place where she could settle. Somewhere that was comfortable, she could actually settle. You know, I, I said, God, if somebody could call me, just hear my individual circumstances, just to, you know, that would just be a blessing, just for somebody to hear 
just listen to my circumstances. I said this to my girl, like, you know, somebody could just call me because nobody in the council knows my individual circumstances. For me, I felt like we were just a number, literally. Oh, yes, case number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, cool. And that was, that's all. For me, I felt like I wasn't a person with the circumstance, with the situation. I felt like I was just a number and, you know, they choose to pass over me or gloss over us or whatever. Me and my daughter, when I say us, <clears throat> you know, they choose to like pass over me or gloss over us. And, um, yeah. <sighs> anyway. As I said, leading up to 2020, I was just like, yeah, God, you know, for my daughter, she just says she could, as I said, I feel like she's suffering. She's suffering for it, you know, like, because they've forgotten about us, so she's suffering for it. And, you know, just so she can have like a sleepover or something, you know. And I feel like she was greatly she was greatly missing out on those fundamental key key things as a as a young child growing up, you know. And I just wanted her to experience that. And I felt really bad for her, I'm not even gonna lie, I felt really bad for her. So in January twenty twenty, a lady from the council called me. She said she was in charge of the whole housing choices system. So the bidding system where you bid for properties, she was in charge of it. And she asked me if I received a reply from my email I had sent them last year, autumn. So I told her, no, I have not. She then apologizes and told me that as I've been waiting for so long, she will move me into the priority bracket for bidding for properties. She told me she isn't in charge of allocation or allocating me property, but she knows this will help towards me being housed very soon. So she's in a position to change where I am on the bidding system sort of thing or, or on the housing list, but she isn't in charge of deciding when I get a property, what property I get and, and stuff like that. But she can move me up to the most highest priority possible. And I was just like, you know, and she said, you know, that we should be able to tell me. And I was just like, wow. I told her, I, I told her straight. I was like, listen, I've been praying for this moment for some time, for so long. And I told her she's bitten the answer to my prayer. I told her I was thankful and I blessed her. I, I was not holding back. I was not trying to deny my God. I was not trying to play it down. I told her, I said, I've been praying for this. I've been praying for this. Yeah. And you are the answer to my prayer. Like God has literally answered my prayer. So God bless you. Thank you for calling me. Thank you for, for making such a decision. And I, I really appreciate it. And I knew it was God. Like I sent this woman, I sent this email to these people from early October, you know, we're in ending of January now ending of January and I sent this email from early October. How did this lady now find my email at the end of January that I sent from the beginning of October, past November, past December, run through January. We're at the end of January now. This lady I found my email. Can you imagine the tons of email they've, they've gotten since that? She's found my email and she not only just found it and brushed it to the side, but she found it and called me 
And when she called me, she told me straight, she's going to move me up. You see, by the same very evening I went to bed, before I even gone to bed, the same very evening, I think, or the next the following morning, I looked on the bidding system and I'd moved up to the next priority. I'd moved up to the next category of priority. And I was just like, I, I was just, I was so astonished. I was so astonished. I was ecstatic. I was overjoyed. I was so overwhelmed yet again that God answered my prayer. But not just answered it, but he answered it with such detail. He'd done the same exact thing that I asked him to do. If somebody could just call me from the council just to hear my own personal circumstance. It would be a blessing because in the email that I sent, I had told my own personal circumstance. And obviously I got no reply. And for her to call me, clearly she had read the email. She said, did anybody get back to you in the email? I said, no. She said, okay, you've been waiting for some time. I'm going to move you up in a, in a higher category. I was just like, wow, God has done it again right in front of my eyes. Wow. Wow. I was grateful. I was really grateful. And, you know, that was in spring. Time began to lapse again into spring or that was in you know january winter bit in the winter season and then time began to lapse again into spring and then the lockdown came so lockdown came and i was like cool you know that ain't gonna stop me lockdown came but i just kept the faith i didn't focus on when i just knew it would be soon so i didn't focus on when i was getting a place i just knew it would be soon soon because god has told me he has told lovers to come and tell me and he's confirmed it in his word so i knew that this was so and even in those times everyone who saw i was still in the same place in their own eyes because i'm telling you i was not in the same place spiritually mentally i was not in the same place so to the naked eyes i might look like i'm in the same place but listen, spiritually, I was not in the same place. Everyone saw me, thought I was still in the same place in their eyes. And they kept saying, you should call the council. You should bring them to court. You should email them. You should holler at your MP. You should do this. You should do that. You should do this. You should do that. People been telling me this from the beginning anyway. From about a year or two, two years or so, when I've been in that property, people been telling me that all the way up until then all the way up until lockdown even the other day somebody was saying the same thing and you know i was just like thanks but no thanks you know there was moments there was moments when it's like the enemy wanted to sway me to begin to believe some of his lies there were moments but I chose not to believe. There was moments I was swaying. I was thinking, mm, is this still going to happen? But then God brings it back to his word. And then there's other moments I'm like, mm, is this still going to happen? But then God brings it back to his word. There's other moments that, mm, and you know, it just, it was like a look, roller coaster, roller coaster, roller coaster. But I tell you this now. And I say all of that to say this. God has been faithful. We are now in October. Today is October the 1st, 2020. And on September the 26th was my birthday. And I went away for a prayer retreat with some ladies. And 
I mentioned it to one of my sisters. I mentioned it to two of my sisters again about the same housing thing. You know, I, I said to one of my sisters, like, I remember last year when God, and so, you know, uh, my, my relationship with God started to deepen, my intimacy with God started to really deepen. And there were the, these, there was that moment of transparency and that moment of like intimacy and real sincere, you know, love for Christ. And it all started off from a point of gratitude. I really started to be grateful for God because I was feeling so bitter and neglected that I didn't get what I wanted for my housing. And when I started to be grateful, like my relationship with God really deepened. And I said that to them. I said that to her on Saturday night. Only Saturday, one. Today is Thursday morning. And I said that to her on Saturday night at the retreat. No, Friday night, actually. Sorry, Friday at the retreat. And then Sunday morning, I was talking to my other sister. She's one of the sisters that gave me the prophecy earlier on this year in January. And I said, yeah, do you remember when you gave me the prophecy? You're like, yeah, I'm still holding on to that. I'm still believing God. And she's like, yeah, sis, you have to, you have to. I was like, yeah, I believe. I believe. And on Monday, I came back, we came back on Sunday night. On Monday, I checked the bidding. There was no, nothing changed. Everything was the same. And then, um, yesterday was Wednesday. Then yesterday morning, I got an email from the housing. They sent me pictures of a property and told me that I've been shortlisted for this property. And if I want to take the property, I should let them know. And so, I looked at the pictures and oh my God. When I say oh my God, I mean oh my God. I was floored like they gave me this property yeah it's a flat it's first floor flat there's only like there's only like five properties in this flat just like the one I just moved from as well five properties in this flat and oh my god I'm flat number three on the first floor and the property is beautiful brand new built so you know everything is brand new I was ready to move into a property. Like I said to my friend yesterday, I was ready to move into a property, ready to do the, my own floors, ready to paint the walls, all of that, you know, trying to save money to make sure I'm able to do that when I'm moving because those stuff I normally need to be done when you move into a counter property. Not how, I'm not talking about housing association because it has an association. You kind of get the property already done, but it reflects in the rent. So the rent is normally higher on a housing association based on the fact that they've done the floors and you know they've painted the walls and it's a brand new property. But this was a council house. This was council owned property. This was owned by the council. So the rent is dirt cheap for this type of property. For 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 for, for a two bedroom property anyway. It's cheap. It's social housing is cheap. But this was a brand new built. Okay. Okay, brand new built. Wooden floors right throughout. Beautiful wooden floors right throughout. It's got carpets in the bedroom. Nice, grey, lush carpets in the bedroom. Freshly painted. I looked at the bathroom. I see a very modern, almost like a hotel style of bathroom. They've got this nice square sink. They've got one of those toilets that, I think they call it the floating toilet, where you don't see the tank. You don't see any 
any pipes or anything all you see is just a toilet stuck onto the wall and the flush is attached to the wall so you just press the button on the wall to flush the toilet you don't see the tank or anything and it's fully tiled it's just tiled right round they put up a nice beautiful mirror in the bathroom you look at the bath it's a nice square bath very modern they put up a shower door a nice see-through shower glass door they put up a sh overhead shower a handheld shower and also a tap for the bath it's like i'm like an overhead shower and a handheld shower like why do i even need two showers you know and i was just like wow they put up one of those nice chrome radiators in the bathroom from the floor all the way to the ceiling and i'm like what thank you so that's some beautiful bathroom and they put up a nice side where you could just it's the, the, the sink is engraved into the countertop we said the sink engraved in the countertop and it looks so good i was like wow then i went to the next picture and then i saw the kitchen i was like wow the kitchen they put this beautiful mat cupboard doors it's like a dark deep it's like a charcoal black or charcoal gray one of them because i can't it's a photograph because obviously of covid you can't go in there to view the property but it's like a charcoal black or charcoal deep 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 gray and it's matte and it's beautiful and listen to the bonus now they put some nice um marble granite countertop i'm just like what and then i said i, I called the lady i said to her um the property looks good you know i just went to know um where i don't see any space for me to put my washing machine or put my fridge like you know is there like a plug that i could put it on the side somewhere or anything she said no because the fridge is already built into the cupboard i was like oh she said yes and the washing machine is already built into its own utility cupboard i was like oh okay and i'm examining the, the pictures and i'm like wow and when i look i see that they probably have a built-in dishwasher too mm -hmm. no word of a lie because i looked at the cupboard and i said to my girl my girl she's in property i said to her look at the cupboard door one of these cupboard doors looks different from all the other cupboard doors every other cupboard door handle the handles are right at the edge of the cupboard door itself so when you open the cupboard but with this particular door the handle is bang on in the middle is turned sideways bang on in the middle of the cupboard itself that's normally what how a dishwasher is where you pull it forward and the door opens up and you pull it downward to the floor so i think there might even be a dishwasher in that baby i was like oh, wow and i see the picture i see some nice big balcony i see the put of the chrome um switches and stuff in the kitchen and they put like two and three double they put like double like light switches in the bedroom for either side of the bed i'm just like so you got a light switch at the entrance of the, the bedroom then when you go in when you get into bed you don't have to get up to turn the light off you just switch the switch from the wall right next to the bed head on either side of the bed i was just like god like literally i was just like god I, I didn't know you had this plan for me the, the property has some huge beautiful balcony as well like one of the things i really always wanted was an outdoor space and i was hoping i would get property with a garden and all of that but 
I'm content. I'm happy. I've got a balcony. I can still go outside. I can still get fresh air. I can still enjoy the freshness of the air and still see. I can still see, you know, the clouds and the sky and, you know, really experience that. I don't feel trapped in a, in a, in a property. And the property is right next to a country park where there's a lake and, and the woods and the, and, and the, um, the pond, uh, the, the, the lake and the woods and all of that right next to it i don't live too far from the nature if i want to do a nature trail i'm not far from that and if i want to grow my little flowers and my little plants in a pot outside i can put them on my balcony because my balcony is big enough it looks big enough to have a garden table that kind of big and i was just like god wow this is amazing this is such a blessing i would have never dreamt of this ever the property, when I showed it to my friend, my girl that's in property, she said, Sonique, this looks like a high-end property in central London. I said, I know. This, and she said, and this is Croydon Council? I said, yes, this is Croydon Council that gave that to me. I'm thinking I would never be able to, 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 um, to afford a property like that to rent with that kind of high-end fixtures and high-end um fittings floors walls lighting everything and they've got spotlights right throughout the building like right throughout the whole apartment every single room have miniature spotlights all in like all embedded in the ceiling right through i was just like god for real you gonna do me like this and i'm just so encouraged like and I just want to encourage you, like, it's worth the wait. Whatever God has to teach you in your season of waiting, be patient. Learn whatever God has to teach you in your season. I feel like I've learned so much in this season that I probably would have never learned in any other circumstances. God had to place me in this circumstance, walk with me throughout this circumstance, for me to learn these fundamental principles. So now... I'm ever so grateful. And the funny thing about it is that it's easy to digress because I was grateful at the beginning when I just moved into that temporary accommodation. But very soon I got very bitter. And it just shows me to keep recognizing and keep on being grateful, regardless if the circumstances doesn't change. And God had to bring me through that. For a good year and a half, coming up to two years, I start, God started to walk me through that. And I began to still be grateful even when nothing changed physically to my naked eyes, even when things were the same, even when I'm, I'm unsure of the exact dates. I know it will happen, but I have no clue when. But God kept me through. God kept walking me through it. And I said, no, I have to learn these lessons. I have to take away from this situation something that's profitable, that's beneficial to my character development. I had to. And I'm telling you, that property is the bomb. Like literally, it's the bomb. It's so beautiful. And I don't, everybody that got a property around me, like no offense to them or anything, but all the people that I saw that had properties that moved in to properties and I was still in circumstances I was in, none of their properties compared to what God has given me, the gift that God has given me. None of their properties, they don't get no, no, no appliances in there dishwasher, utility room, all of that kind of stuff. They don't get that. 
None of them got that. Their property don't have the same kind of finish that mine has. It doesn't have the same kind of kind of look that mine has. And my rent is like dirt cheap. And their property rent is high comparing to my rent. And my property's finish and everything is so beautiful. And I'm not trying to compare myself to them or talk down about their property. But I'm just trying to say that what God had in store for me was tailor-made perfect for me. And sometimes when you run ahead of God, you take the good rather than taking and waiting for the best. We hear this saying before, but it's so true. Like you accept just something that's mediocre. You accept whatever is okay rather than waiting for the best, rather than waiting for God's best plan for you. And this has just proved to me that God's best plan is the best. God's best plan is worth the wait. I don't care what nobody says. And I know and I believe and I trust God that if I turn around to buy this property in the future, it's going to be so reasonable because it's a social housing counter property. But the kind of high-end property it is, and for the kind of rent that they're charging me, I just know that whenever I buy this property, yeah, I don't even have to say the rest. I'll leave the rest to God. But I just want to say to you guys, hold on. Be of good courage. Be of good faith. Trust God in the process. Trust him in his timing. Be faithful. Be sacrificial. Be sincere. Be vulnerable to him. Continue to be intimate with him. Continue to be transparent with him. Continue to be transformed by him. And he will meet you and supersede you to your wildest dream that you were never even able to compare ever, ever. Thank you for listening to Pure Hearts Podcast. Be sure to send in your questions, comments, and anything you might want to add. If you are listening through Anchor, you can do this by clicking the messages tab on your screen. You never know, your message might just be broadcast in your next radio segment. Alternatively, you can drop me an email at heartpurified at gmail.com. I'll be more than happy to hear from you. And remember, Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Be blessed. Mwah. Thank you.